first person. Huh. You can be me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. You can be me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. I'm at the 19th hole, fellowshipping with a few folks. My game was on, so I won by a few strokes. Cognac and a few totes. We gon' talk about our views and let the news post. Whether a hole in one or a triple bogey. Sit down at the round table, get to know me. Black excellence, living holy. Golf carts get driven slowly while we picking stogies. We at the clubhouse for another episode. The shoes I wear when I play, they are retros. Welcome to the 19th Hole Podcast. Now we've had some time off, but we're back in action here. Uh, I'm your host, Warren Hardy. Got my partner in crime, as always, the golfer bro himself, Dave Reed. And uh, we got some special folks on with us today, y'all. We have the uh, two of the representative board members, the Black Golf Alliance. Not to be confused, I repeat, not to be confused with the Black Golf Association. This is Black right, Alliance. Right. And we have uh we have Mr. Rowe and Mr. Otis with us today. How y'all doing, man? We're good, we're good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. No doubt, no doubt. Hey guys, thanks for having us on, man. We're looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it to for a couple of weeks. And uh man, we just we we on this journey, man. For real. So let's let's man, let's talk about that journey, man. I mean, how did this how did, how did the BGA get, get get started? Let's just let's just go from there, because I know it. I, everything starts grassroots, and you know it may be somebody out on the west coast, down south. I don't, I don't know, man. We all we always trying to pull people on to how initiatives and and things get started. So, you know, how did this? What was the brainchild of this of this movement that you guys got going? Man, I tell you, the brainchild was uh, was was absolutely. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great story one day. We uh, you know, we started a couple years ago, and um, just just out of, you know, just out of wanting to keep a lot of stuff private in house, and you know, a lot of things have been public in some other groups, and we just wanted to be able to, you know, express our feelings without the whole world seeing what was going on. And so we 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 launched a group. Make sure make make sure that it was make sure that it was private, and um, it it birthed an unbelievable organization um, that's doing some major things uh, across this country to support junior golf, uh, to support uh, amateur golf, to support HBCUs, and um, you know we, we we it's just the beginning. And so we'll be able to do you know we'll go down as one of the greatest groups that's ever been formed to support uh, black golf. Excellent. So you said you wanted to make it private. So tell me if I'm right or wrong. So it just started as a bunch of brothers just getting together playing golf. No. So, so was it, was it like, you know, a couple of skins games that popped (laughs) off all of a sudden like, you know, Exclusivity to the skins game or what? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Let me let me. No, I'll let I'll let O jump in here in a minute. But you know, the, you know, we started as a we started as a simple Facebook group, and we wanted the group to be private. We wanted to be able to express our feelings without, uh, you know, supervisors seeing it. You know, if we're playing golf, and you know, we call. You know, if you called in sick, 
you didn't want the whole world know you was playing golf and you actually <laughs> called in sick. <laughs> so so we wanted to be able to have some exclusive, you know, a, exclusive, you know, uh, an exclusive group where we can just, you know, say, hey, we're, we're at Pebble Beach today, you know, and, and the boss not know that we were that we called in sick just to play Pebble Beach that day. <laughs> so let me kick it over to O. <laughs> It's, it's like pretty much what Rose said, it actually started off really, really social. Like we, it was this big void in social media for uh, other uh, brothers and sisters such as ourselves to congregate and talk about the game because our experiences in the game somewhat differ in perspective to other people. And we we're really trying to just be able to have a safe environment to talk about those different perspectives and viewpoints as you know like we should be able to do but also be able to you know do what we normally do you know uh shoot the bobo or talk a little trash and try to get together and that kind of like spawned us into what the black golf alliance mission is which is basically is to grow the game of, of black golf in our community and we feel like we have to helm that. We have to be the the captains of that movement. We don't mind having help from all the other pieces, but we feel like those decisions on how we should do things should be kept up under the 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 people who they are intended to help because we should have the closest ear to the need of those people. And that's kind of what birthed the movement. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's just like it's just like helping black business, you know. You know, right. we wanna we wanna put on we wanna put on for for us. Right. And, and right. we shouldn't we shouldn't be ashamed to do that. Um in in an arena um such as like the one that you all have created. Right. I mean this is this is the same with our business that we have here, right? So International House of Stogies, which is this Cigar Lounge, where we're filming this, you know, John Simmons and I, we used to go to other cigar lounges, and it's not that they were bad, but they didn't have everything that we were looking for. For instance, you know, patios on the drive, on the side, and on the front, because we like to sit outside and we enjoy a cigar. So, you know, it's Black-owned, and, you know, majority of our clientele, I would say, are uh, of the Black race, but, you know, we welcome anybody here, you know, but they just have to kind of understand what our concept is, as long as they like the product that we're putting out, they're more than welcome to to come here. But it's not like you said; it's not like uh, it's not like you know you were getting everything somewhere else. So you created your own, which is a beautiful thing. You know, to create Absolutely. something from a from an idea to a seed to growth, and it's where you are now. And you have a vision for the future. I mean, I, I love black golf. I, I really do. I mean, I spend. I don't post a lot of things, but I, I'm reading the comments, and I like. I like these, these two cats don't get away with nothing. Don't come in that talking no crap. They just just don't be. They just don't fly. They go spit the truth. They gonna be facts. So anyway, because right. he because because Reed put me on to the to the BGA right, and then so we started the movement, the 19th old podcast, and it was like this is our. This is our 19th home. You know, this is where the brothers can come after the round, smoke, have a drink, talk smack, whatever. I think almost the same principle. And, right. uh, you know, 
somebody may have to pay up some skins here or there, you know. <laughs> but um, right. you know, you know, no matter where we go, we're we're going to create. We we are going to create our nineteenth home. That that was kind of the mindset. And so, um, back to you guys though. Um, so let's we'll start with Rose. So I mean, how long you been playing? How long you been playing golf, man? What's kind of your background in the in, in the game itself? Man, great question. I um I've been playing golf for about about twenty years. Um, you know, just a, a weekend golfer, uh, all time low seventy nine. You know, just I mean, you know, just you know, hadn't been the best golfer. You know, due to work, business, family, the whole nine. But you know, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you said seventy nine, I saw Otis wipe his face. <laughs> no, now Otis is a player, so you know Otis probably laughed the fact that. I've only shot 79 one time. So, you know, Otis is a player. So, but, uh, man, you know, I tell you, uh, you know, I love the game. Um, started a group called South Carolina golfers, got over, uh, 2,300 members in that group. Um, we do a tournament once a month. Um, it's, it's a, it's a fun competitive tournament where we get together once a month, um, just to play. We have, uh, you know, we have, a um, you know, we have, uh, we have like a, uh, a FedEx, uh, like a similar to the FedEx cup, but we do that once a month. Um, I don't know if y'all know it up or not, but my son, he's a junior golfer, 15 years old. So, you know, Hey, listen, we, we're, we're in this and thing. Dad. Crushing dad. Don't forget <laughs> that oh, this, did you have to bring that up? No, anyway, but, uh, so we got, um, we got that and, um, and I do a junior golf podcast as well. Been doing that for about two years, and that's that's going real well. Had some great guests on there, so we uh we we we're a golf family, man. Good, good. Oh, what about you? Uh, I started golf uh, about twenty years ago. Lost uh, a bet. I was stationed over in Hawaii in the army over at the, the Pink Palace, and uh, the sergeant uh, was from Florida. And uh, we had the Florida-Alabama game. Uh, Alabama lost. He took me out to the golf, golf course, smacked my head in a few times. And, you know, I ain't like the way that felt. I've always been competitive. So, you know, I, I dove in head first, uh, trying to beat him. He wasn't, he wasn't teaching me anything. He was just beating me. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't grasp the understanding of the game. And it took me probably, I probably had left. And uh, that was uh, came back to Alabama before I started like really trying to hone in and get better at the game. I was just trying to beat him. I didn't even care about the game no more. I just didn't want this dude to beat me no more. So when I got back, I started understanding the game. So I, I improved, and then I started traveling and playing golf like pretty much everywhere. Um, and I settled down in Missouri uh, about five years ago. Uh, got and started doing something similar to what Roe did. This is our first year, the uh, amateur players tour here in Missouri. Uh, I coach after that with my guy, Jamal Little. Uh, so we do tournaments for all all skill level amateurs uh, all over. Uh, just because I love the competitiveness of golf, even though I wasn't a great golfer. I'm decent, but I ain't great. But I still want to be able to beat the people who are on my skill level, you know, put me in the ring with them. 
let me see what I can do with them. So, you know, so that competitive golf thing was just like, it was like crack to me. It was like, that's what I needed. Raise the trophy, tell them I beat you. Yeah. Take some pictures. Uh, Started doing that. And then, you know, the alliance was in there along the way. So uh, we really uh, tried to, uh, try to marriage the two together. Networking and golf competitiveness because I, I think a lot of it, it's it, it surprises me the number of athletes that take up the game of golf and love it and it is something there that just ignites something that was their passion through whatever sport that brought them to golf it mirrors it so much that they just they they lock in uh, that's 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 a fact and reed can attest to this too man we got a couple of uh we got a couple of athletes, uh, pro athletes, and you know, in our circle here. And man, you'd be surprised that, just like you said, man, that competitive nature. It, mm-hmm. It's almost like it, it it takes hold. Like man, I, I have to. I've been I've been competing at a high level my entire life. Mm-hmm. I have to do the same thing in golf. Yeah. Right. So it's. I mean, it's 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 a, it's amazing. So yeah, we see it. We see it. Hey, Warren, I just want to tell you, man, you're right. We just, uh, my son, we just got back from Grove 23. And, uh, you know, of course, Mike, you know, loves to compete. He, he plays 36 holes a day. And so he, you know, he's just a high-level competitor, plays in a, in a big group, normally six, you know, normally six at a time. And he's got his music, he's got his cigars, and got his, you know, cargo pants on, his T-shirt. I mean, he's just chilling. And so you're right, man. So he he's real competitive. So if you if you're competitive in one sport and you come to golf, you're gonna be really competitive in golf. Man, let's um I'm sorry. We're not we're not gonna skip over that. You say you just came back from growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 man. So so what happened was if there's nothing else, you don't you don't find out very good. T- man, that's why man, that was probably one of the best golf experiences I had and I didn't, I, I didn't even play. Um, Mike wanted my, Mike saw my son swing and he wanted my son to come in for a two day assessment with Darren Mays, who coaches uh, Keaton Brad, Bradley, a couple other golfers and uh, Dave Phillips, who's the founder of TPI. So he came in for a two day assessment and man, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I know I'll have time to talk about it, but I just want to let y'all know, man, it was a, it was a great experience. So keep keep going. Oh, so you're in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, you're in South Carolina. Right? South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So when you all when you all put on these tournaments and these different cities and organizations, man, just man, just walk me through that process because I'm pretty sure it's it's a lot of. I mean, it's herding cats. I mean, it's it's putting a lot of moving pieces together. So I mean, so how are you all? How were you all picking, you know, what particular school to partner with, what course to partner with? How is the, you know, the advertisement, getting the word out there? Just just, just talk about that experience. Hey, great question. So we um, we use the platform Blue Golf. I'm not, not sure if y'all are familiar with that, but a lot of junior uh, tours and a lot of amateur tours use uh, Blue Golf. And uh, Blue Golf makes it real easy. Um 
you're able to let people go online and register. Um, and of course, you know, you just have to do the back work, which is to set up the set up the course, you know, call the course, set up, you know, how many tea times you need and, you know, try, kind of work out the deals. And then you got to come up with pricing. So, you know, your price, you know, you want your pricing to be fair and, you know, we do some skins and we do some cash prizes and, you know, we keep up with the standings throughout the year. So uh, you, you get a chance to track your progress, see how well you're doing. And then, and then at the end of the, the season, we do, uh, like I said, a, a FedEx Cup type setup where if you are number one in your flight, you know, you start off you start off at six under or you start off at, you know, if you're number two, you may start off at four under. So we give you a little bit of competitive advantage if you have a good season. So it's a, like I said, it's a real fun tour. We uh, we're looking to expand. Uh, looks like we may open up a couple more chapters in South Carolina. And so we're definitely looking at at growing the brand. So I mean, so Reed, you you played in the the, the tournament the tournament last year here in Houston, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did. Uh, oh, they, they won. They got a and, 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 yeah. I, yeah man. I was gonna say that they won too. He wanted to catch the team, man. He's a senior citizen, man. So he got to play. And this guy, he's the best golfer. This was a scratch golfer, man. So, you know, I made a putt and a drive here and there, but that kept up. He, he could play in uh, Stan Petrie was out there. And you're familiar with Stan Stan. So, this guy that we play with named Stan, man, he played in the NFL and he's very competitive. See? But he's yeah. not only competitive in scoring, he wants to outdrive everybody. So, he puts his ball <laughs> in every single drive. I mean, this guy. Wow. <laughs> He is long, brother. That that cat is long. So yeah, but it was fun. That, that was one of the that was one of the best tournaments that I played in because you know you guys, you know a lot of people when they put on tournaments, you know you could tell that everything's not kind of together. With, with yours, you know it just right. to me everything went smooth. I know you guys are behind the scenes, so you might have seen this or that that you wanted to tweet. But just from right a player standpoint, man, I mean it was it was well done, man. The breakfast, the lunch. You know, the photos, all the different games that you had, you know. So I mean it was it kept entertained where you know, you know, you didn't really bored because it was you always wanted to make sure that you were you were like involved on every single hole. So for that I'm gonna drop something on there though, that may shock y'all. So before that tournament, me, Ro, Al and Desi have never all met in person before that day. Because the entire formation of the alliance itself and the back room was done online via social media and Zoom calls and yeah. So we put down because Desi's in uh, D.C. I've met Desi before, but that was years ago when I was in the Baltimore area. Uh, Rose in South Carolina and we have Al in Philly. Wow. So where, so where are all, so where are all the current chapters at right now? But those four cities. So, so it's really just a national, a national thing. We don't have like any local chapters as of right now. Uh, as we move forward, that's something we're possibly looking into, but we haven't, uh, we haven't vamped it uh, or looked at it enough so we can come up concretely and say that that's what we're going to do yet. Right. Okay. Okay. Why? Uh, um, why is it why is it important for you all to give back and put on for junior golfers? Man, uh, that's 
for me, and I think uh, it's shared by the other founders, it's when we look at the game, when we look at the landscape of what golf looks for us as a professional level, we see how few of us are out there and how spread apart we are. Right. So in order to make that make up that difference, it's like it's almost like trying to make a sale. We need a lot more leads to put into our funnel to funnel out a lot more golfers. If we don't start them and they never get started, they don't become golfers or never decide whether or not they even like the game. Kids are a lot more uh, or easily uh, adaptable to the game of golf than it is for uh, an adult in their 20s and 30s because that's the time where you're trying to make your mark on life and, and financially so you might not even have time to take up the game so it might be too late so at least we know we put the game in the kids hands at a young age even if they slide off a little bit they will eventually most likely come back to the game and if we want to make a, a, a change in the landscape we got to start by planting those seeds you can't have a landscape with no seed. It's just not going to work. Yeah, bro. What about you? Oh man, it's uh, it's um, you know, it's it's junior golf, man, is uh, critical. And and the reason I say that is because you know my son, um, just just his golf expenses alone is about fifteen to twenty thousand a year. So that's equipment, that's registration for tournaments, that's, uh, you know, lessons. I mean, travel, the whole nine. When you, when you put all, the, all of it together, it's about 15 to 20 grand. So it's a, it's a very expensive sport, but it's, uh, it's one of those sports where everybody wants to be a part of. You know, so, you know, I, I put a club in my son's hand before he even knew what he was doing at the age of three. So. Because uh, I knew that's where I wanted him to kind of gravitate to, so um, you know it's just so junior golf uh, from a support standpoint is important because I I talk to a lot of people and they they and they all say it's the number one thing we need we need you know some financial support we need course access we need you know the right training you know it's just a lot of it's a lot of moving pieces to junior golf so hopefully we can come together and really do something special in that space. We, uh, we've got a program called the high five uh, program who uh, Otis and I were a part of with uh, Jamie and Ashante and a couple other people uh, that's on the committee. And we probably raised uh, over the last two months, we probably raised close to $5,000 for uh the four junior golfers that we've, we've started with so far. So it's a great, you know, great cause, great program, trying to do some major things. So uh, for our viewers and listeners, you know, who might not be uh, in the Facebook group or might not have thought about this, can you tell them how they could uh, make a donation if they so desire to? Yeah, so the way it's set up is it's actually set up to actually donate to the uh the parents so the the junior uh the junior's parents is you know their uh, their cash app or paypal or venmo is connected to the website so you can go to and, and notice you can jump in here correct me if i'm wrong you can go to black golf directory uh 
and they've got a high five section where you can get, actually go and see the different juniors that are part of the uh, that that's been a part of the uh, the platform, and you can just donate to any junior golfer that you see that's been elected so far. They need more applications. So if you have a junior golfer out there, make sure you apply because I mean, unless we know about the junior golfer that's out there, uh, we can't help support them. We can't uh, get their uh, name out there for people to help support them if they're not applied. And they, it's a little small application process. It doesn't take that long. And we're trying to do the best we can to uh, make sure that everybody, you know, has an opportunity to give back and those who need to help can get it. Yeah, we've only had 15 junior golfers to apply so far. Um, so, like Otis said, it's a it's a great opportunity for juniors to get some financial support, um, even, if just, even if it's just to pay for a couple of tournaments or to pay for a lesson or to pay for a driver or to, to do something. Uh, to help them, uh, you know, financially. So, is Warren too old to apply? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, is he still considered a dependent? <laughs> yeah. Can, can we put him on our taxes? <laughs> <laughs> my, wife, my wife would have to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so let's talk about let's let's put on right now. Give a highlight to the upcoming tournament you guys you guys have uh, June Juneteenth weekend. Um, a little bit, man. Uh, this thing is going to be phenomenal. We were lucky enough that what we did, what what Reed said he saw down in Houston, uh, and what we were able to do with TSU. Uh, actually gave a spotlight to uh, for other organizations to see us, like the PGA Tour, and uh, that relationship connected us with the Memorial Tournament. So they've taken it upon themselves to invite our group out and host us at the Memorial uh, June 2nd to the 6th, uh, for our second annual Juneteenth. So we'll have our regular Juneteenth uh, events like we had down in Houston, but we'll also have uh, memorial passes to the tournament uh, their entire week long. So you can come out there and see not only Cameron Champ, uh, you'll be able to see Harold Varner, because they're historically, they've all, always gone there. Uh, uh, Bramlett will probably be there also. Tony Finau, a couple of the other, almost everybody will be there. The only one I'm not sure of right now is Mr. T Dove himself. <laughs> I think he will be there, but I don't know. And I'm not saying that it's guaranteed to be there, but hey, you better get your tickets. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's going to be crazy. You're going to be in the midst of on something that is like, it's like having the, the black experience in the uh, 70s with the Commodores and you missed out. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Um, this is, hey, and we're playing some phenomenal courses. We're still staying true to what we did in Houston because we're going to give back to Wilberforce Golf, golf Team. Uh, wonderful team. Just restarted his program, so you know it's a struggle. 
And I, I, just to highlight that real quick, Howard University just started this program with the help of uh, Steph Curry, and it was a big lift. But because he helped them, they were able to recapture, you know, a championship, produce two players who are on the verge of probably being on the Corn Spirit Tour or the PGA Tour eventually, all because of that help that he did in helping that university bring back that uh, golf team. All we need is opportunity. And that's what we're trying to make sure that we keep these opportunities available for the next players to come and be able to get their get their chance to showcase their skills. So Wimblefirst University golf team, they have some scholars, high GPAs. Most of them are just learning or just kind of like midway into the game. But we're making sure that these opportunities stay available for the next uh, crop of brothers and sisters who need them. And uh, we're also, we hey, we layered this thing because we're also playing Clearview uh, Golf Course, which is the only golf course built, owned, everything by an African-American person on American soil. There's no other place like it. So literally, when you go play it, you're stepping on African-American golf history ground, mm-hmm. hollow ground, basically. So, I mean, it's all there. So if you're missing it, man. And then we got the comedy. We got the cigar social. You got myself. And I might, I'm reaching out trying to get this special guest. I don't know if I'm going to be able to lock it in. But if he's listening, Rod, hey, still, man. Hey, check your DM, man. I hit you about three times, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. What other courses you got lined up uh, for play? We're playing the Golf Golf Club of Dublin, which is a great public course there. But our crown jewel for Sunday is we're playing directly across the street from the Memorial Tournament at the sister course, which is the Country Club at Mirfield, which basically you don't get access to unless you know somebody that knows somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, and I, I just want to say too, Warren, we are looking for uh, sponsors. Um, we still have some sponsor uh, spots available. Um, we're looking for more people that want to come out I mean, we, 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 you know, Dan Sullivan, um, who actually runs the Memorial, he said he's going to make this special for the Black Golf Alliance. And when he says that, I mean, he's, he's pulling out all the stops to make sure that we have a great time in, uh, at the Memorial in Ohio. Um, we're going to have live scoring uh, for our shamble, just like we did last year. We're going to have a, a two-day tournament, you know, different flights. Um, you know, we got the Renee Powell division, uh, we got the Lee Elder division. I mean, we got a lot of good divisions that people can, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a great golfer, great. If you're not so great, you still got a division that you can compete in. So it's going to be a great event. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I want to ask this question, you know, like a lot of times when ladies walk into the cigar lounge, you know, it's kind of like, you kind of have to make them feel welcome, let them know that this is their establishment as well. Right. How, do, how do the ladies fit in with what you guys are going to be doing 
that weekend? I mean, do you have a lot of uh, any female teams or females that are on teams? Yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got the you know we've got uh, a, a quite a bit of uh, females that are coming in. The females have their own division, so they can compete with their uh, with their counterparts. And so you know we make them you know we make them feel welcome. And uh, you know Desi's you know she gonna make sure that the females have their touch on what it is that we're doing. So um, it's gonna be you know it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be for everybody. So. Um, come on out, you know, it's not too late. Um, let's get you registered. I think today is the last day to put your deposit down to, uh, to let us know that you plan on being there. And, um, we, uh, we still got some space. Yeah. So I'm about to, I want to start a pot real quick. So, oh, you, you, you named all the founders, right? So it's huge roads, a guy in DC, another guy in Philly. Who has the lowest handicap? Uh, probably me. <laughs> but I, I'm not playing towards it right now. But <laughs> probably me. <laughs> now, now, wasn't there like a, a subject on the on the Facebook group about people at this handicap? Like, man, this guy shot a diamond. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just be honest. I'm just a. a, a, a a country boy from Alabama, you know. <laughs> I just, but when it comes to trash talking and being opinionated, I don't sign my list to being one, <laughs> one of the top. I'm gonna throw my opinion out there, you know. It may not be right to everybody, but it's right to me. Uh, and hey. if you got a problem with it, it's not my fault. I blame my mother. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, hey, hey y'all, listen, I want to tell y'all, me and, me and my son, we've got a, a bet against Otis and Al, and boy, them boys in trouble. <laughs> was in trouble. Oh, you know, man, look, at, look at his face. Look at his face. Oh, he know he has trouble. I'm late. The comment was. Down this year. So, I mean, wait, the, the comment was you shot a 90. But your handicaps are eight. It happens. My handicap is seven. And I know with ninety plenty of times. But don't get it twisted. When the boy heat up, 73, 75 is in there too. They all loaded in the barrel. It's like a thirty-eight. I just spin the wheel. I don't know what may fire out of. So look, so explain to the people what how handicap is calculated. A lot of people really don't understand. So the handicap is like a, a like a, a gliding thing. So it takes twenty rounds, and it takes your best eight rounds, your best, and it gives you an average. It also, for for instance, like for me, when I shoot a ninety, I usually got two or three like blow up holes. That just kills me. Like, but in the handicap, you got what they call equitable strokes, which means I can only, like on certain holes, I can only get a triple in my handicap, even though I can put down a 10 on a five, on a par five. But it's only going to, handicap wise, it's only going to calculate it as an eight. So that's why, that's why people, a lot of people don't understand handicap. 
And really, if you're playing casual casual golf, handicaps don't even matter. It don't really matter. You know, just go out there, play the game, stay right behind the group in front of you, and you okay. <laughs> the rest of that stuff don't even matter. I mean, if you want to, if you want to roll your ball, roll your ball. Do your thing. <laughs> stay right behind that group that's in front of you. <laughs> hey, be all right. That's that's a, that's another great point, man. That man, that pace of play. I think people realize how critical that pace of play like really is. I mean, because once you get into a rhythm, a groove. I mean, I've seen re. I've seen Reed get on a streak where the pace has been great. Right. He's he's in a he's in a rhythm. Like he's focused. He's still, you know, smoking and doing his thing, but he's in a rhythm in terms of, you know, his approach to the ball, his progression, his swings, and everything like that. And I've seen it where the minute he gets out of rhythm for whatever reason. It could be because the people in front are taking too long in the fairway or somebody got to take a piss off to the side. It don't matter. As soon as he he comes out of it, it's like, I, oh, damn. And it's just like. <laughs> right, 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 right. I've seen it though. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've, I've, I've had it, you know, even with myself, right? That rhythm. You're in, you're in a good rhythm. Every shot may not be good, but I'm still in the rhythm. It's like, okay, boom, I could, okay, my fairway shot wasn't good, but I could recover from this. You know, chip up, two putt, boom, next hole, drive, you know, the, the rhythm. And once you get out of it, it's, it's almost hard to get back in it. So That's that, correct. That, that, that pace of play is critical. That pace of play is real critical. Uh, Ro, I got a question for you. So you said you've been playing 20 years. Right. Can your son beat you? Yeah, he's been beating me for about the last two and a half years. You didn't even, you didn't even, you didn't even hesitate on that question. I can't. I mean, I can't. I mean, Otis. I mean, he won. Y'all listen. My son, my son won Juneteenth last year. He won the two day event. Yeah, he won the two day event. He shot seventy six, seventy six, and won the won the two day event. You you didn't even you didn't even shake a stick. Yeah, he got it. no. <laughs> I mean, he drive. I mean, he he drives the ball. His carry his carry right now on his drivers tonight. So he uh he he hits the ball. What's your carry, bro? Otis, Otis, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. Otis, did you have to bring that up, sir? <laughs> yeah, we we'll repeat that. <laughs> What's your carry on your ball again, bro? You know Lil John is like 280, 290. Yeah, man. Mine's like 180, 190. <laughs> hey. But it's in the fairway. Yeah, it's in the fairway. But so but what but, but so so the trouble that I have is I'm so far out on my approach shot, it makes the hole tough. So uh, you know, I got some work to do. Hey, I'll just know the work that I'm doing in the background though. Yeah, you're working on some things now. I'm working on some things. <laughs> oh, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your carry looking like? Man, I used to be there with uh, little John, but I ain't no more, man. <laughs> man, I don't know where my distance went. It felt like I, I left it in the bed every morning when I get up. 
Hey, hey, Odin, I saw now I saw some glimpses of it in uh, in Houston, though. I, I did see a little glimpse of it. Man, them things like sparklers, though. They, they go out fast. They, they come, and it'll be gone by the next hole. You said it's like sparklers. It's still like about 260. 260 on average, I'd say. So I can, I can still get it down there enough where I can kind of compete with most people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Reed, you flirt with 260. Yeah, mine's like about 250. Uh, you know, for me, it's like I just look at the par four, man. If I can, if I can, if my second shot on the par four, if I can get it to 150, then I'm yeah. I've never been a par five and two, although I can. Now, thanks to those brothers over there at PJ Superstore, man, they got that stealth in my hand and uh, yeah. got lessons and tweaks and stuff, man. Right shaft. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's still fun. I just go out there for a cigar and for camaraderie with the fellas, man. I, I tell them guys, you know, my goal is like, I shot a '79 right the other day, and everybody's all happy. But I'm like, well, what did y'all shoot? The guys in the '90s and the hundreds. And to me, that's no yeah. good. I want the group to be in the '80s. You know, that's that's, that's right. That's right. Hey, think about this. This game, you have to, man. If you don't put in no work to get there, man, it ain't coming. Yeah, it's only like two, three people. Every generation gonna be blessed with it. The rest right. of us got to grind that thing on out. <laughs> right. That's right. Absolutely, man. So, BGA uh, June second through the sixth, uh, Dublin, Ohio. Uh, yeah, morning tournament viewing. Excellent courses playing. Uh, giving back, Wilburn University Golf Golf Group. Uh, man, I love I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I love what you guys are you know putting on for us, highlighting us, supporting us. Uh, I mean it's I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, me and Reed was just having a side conversation. We just happened about doing that. You know, we should be putting on for for us more. This. It's nothing wrong with that, right? No. I want I wanted the message always, but it's nothing wrong with supporting that. It's just like people coming over social media and just saying supporting black businesses. Nothing wrong with supporting black businesses. That's just your choice, right? You know, so, um, man. Anyway, we can help you guys. You let us know, uh, vice versa. You know, we want to you know hopefully collaborate with you guys. I definitely want to get out to the courts. Okay. Don't have to be at the tournament. It could just be visiting the city. Y'all come to Houston. Y'all holler at us. We in Missouri. Sure. In South Carolina. We in Philly. We in D.C. All of uh, Absolutely. But I know yeah. one way. Yeah, so we have a group here. It's like about maybe 25 to 30 of us. You know, we smoke cigars together. We play golf. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna gather up some money and we're going to make a donation. I don't know how much it's going to be. I'm going to talk to these guys and I'm going to see what we can do. Okay. I can guarantee and it's not going to be from Golf Abroad 19 hole. It's going to be from, from us. Right. Okay. Uh, Man, we appreciate that. Yeah. And we got some more. We know some people in our circle, too. So we know some, oh, yeah. We know some people in our circle, too, okay. that have kids that play the game. Okay. Uh, your golfers at a high level. Uh, anyway, we can help them. Uh, we'll definitely give them, take the information from the, uh, the Black Golf Directory. 
Uh, so right. we'll spread we'll spread the word and you know you know continue to push. Absolutely. Go ahead, Oak. Amen. Yeah, man. We appreciate everything y'all y'all have done for us. Um, you know the the sponsorship that y'all did last year, participating um, in the actual tournament. You know that that helped. You know Texas Southern. They're getting ready to build that indoor facility now, and so it's a uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think Texas Southern, you all, if I'm not mistaken, they placed really high in their conference this year. So shout out to those guys too. And uh, Co Coach Grandison over there. So everything's coming together over there. Hey, you know what else I thought of? You know, I'm gonna put this on this podcast that way we won't okay. get it. We have, like you said, we have these athletes that have played, like uh, uh, Brandon LaFell played LSU. He won a Super Bowl with New England, right? We got Ken Hamlin that played the Cowboys. We got Steve, uh, Stan Petrie that played, and then we got Bucci Doris basketball. So, what I'm gonna do, man, so do you guys take the. Uh, I know you guys do like maybe a raffle at the tournament. So yeah. Like maybe a signed jersey or a signed picture. I mean, would that be okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah, we love that. That'd be great. Got you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Reese, you got anything else? I just want to know what's in the bag, man. You know, oh, that's right. Bag? That's right, bro. What's in, the, what's, in the, what's in the bag? Not your son's bag. <laughs> your bag. Oh. <laughs> My bag. <laughs> My bag is... Man, I I I use uh, Taylor Made. I got the M1 uh, driver, M1 uh, three wood hybrid, and I play uh, the M2. So my my equipment is not the best, only because I invest all my money in my son's equipment. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm the least I'm the least important in this whole situation. So you know I'm 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 okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and uh, Rose House goes the other way, so he gets the leftover stuff after his son's done. You exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what about you? What you swing? Uh, I got the uh, PXG zero two eleven, uh, and then I got the Ping Glide two point wedges. I got two Ping crossovers. Uh, yeah. The two and the four, and then I got uh, uh, the driver is the man. I had this title of driver like forever. I, I haven't gotten rid of it yet. It's the uh, nine fifteen G three. I think I'm gonna keep it. Uh, I haven't. I've been in there. I've hit all those other stuff, but I haven't get, gained enough yards for the next couple hundred dollars. They move for. No doubt. Couple hundred, five hundred. <laughs> yeah, man, it's still expensive. Well, I got a trade in some. <laughs> right. I'm like, it might give me about fifty bucks for my old night. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's that's what's up, man. Anything else, reason? Oh, good. And we, man, we thank you guys, uh, Black Golf Alliance, Bro Otis, man. We appreciate y'all. And I'm, I guarantee we'll be in touch. Yeah. I'm your host, Warren Hardy. This is Hardy and Crime, Jay Reed, and the 19th Hope Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. The news post, whether a hole in one or triple bogey. Sit down at the round table, get to know me. Black excellence, living holy. Golf carts get driven slowly while we picking stogies.
We at the clubhouse for another episode. The shoes I wear when I play, they are retros. I got reach out in Pebble Beach. Find cigars and some leather seats, and you can let us be. You can meet me at the 19th hole, or you can beat me there. Long as you know you gon' see me there. Golf podcast for us. You can zoom in. You know where we'll be. Won't you tune in? Meet me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole. You can meet me, you can beat me to the 19th hole. The 19th hole.